Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, that's a bad idea. I can't see now. In Forge of the Dragon Lord, our party embarks on the most traditional of adventures, raiding the lair of a powerful and ferocious dragon. But this is no ordinary dragon, and the Vault of Embers is no ordinary lair. Dragons are ferocious and greedy creatures, red dragons doubly so. Protective and vengeful in the extreme, plundering a red dragon's lair is a task reserved for only the bravest or most foolhardy. Within the Golden Archipelago dwells not just one, but dozens of red dragons, including the vengeance-crazed Pyre. From within his lair, the Vault of Embers, he assembles an army of dragonborn and war golems. When his plans are complete, he will unleash his army upon the Dragon Queen, who crippled his wings long ago. The party will need all of their wit and skill to infiltrate the vault and defeat the maddened dragon, for only the incomparable heat of Pyre's forge will allow them to melt away the adamantine shell of the fallen star and unlock the secret hidden within. So after our fight and his pissing match with the dragon, um, <laughs> where he quite literally pissed himself. Yeah, at least stood his ground. Oh my god! Um, he does go downstairs, grab some planks of wood and stuff like that, and comes up and mends the front okay. of the boat. So that was the first thing I was going to address. You did a massive amount of damage to yeah. the front of the ship. Just, just to the tip. Right, but that explosion is an area of effect, so it goes in all directions. The impact would have hit here, but the explosion would have hit this whole front yeah, area. Yeah, so he, he, like he said, he goes and grabs lumber and will take time using the lumber to right. mend the boat. Well, that's something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll for, because depending on what I roll determines how badly damaged you messed up the front of that ship. Uh. It was a small explosion. And I rolled a five. So not only did it really mess up the front of the ship, you can see cracks that are coming down the front that are nearly at the surface of the water where water could have gotten in below deck. Yeah, he mends it all. You're, you're able to mend a little bit of it because that mend only works on a one-foot section. Correct. At a time. Mend, mend. It's cantrip. Mend, 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 right. mend. You have mend, like mend. two or three of the crew members with hammers and nails there too trying to board it up and put it back together as well. So it takes you a solid day just to try That's to fine. repair that. That's fine. That's what he does, though. <clears throat> um, Aurora also goes into a little bit more detail of her plans. Um, she tells you that um, you guys will have to be okay with appearing as though you work as servants under her in order to get safe passage onto the Archipelago. Mercer's sister and looks at her. She she plucks four scales off of her tail, mm -hmm. hands them down to the four of you, and says, Take rope and tie these to your foreheads before we get there. It's rough looking, but this is what'll this is what what will signify you guys as 
employees under me. This will allow you access in as my servants. And from there, we can get to the Vault of Embers where the forge is at. And technically, Pyre is obligated to allow you entrance where you so, guys can use the egg. So, before any knuckleheads and go run and grab rope, Celine pulls spider silk out and uses it to affix the um, the scales mm-hmm. so they actually look nice. Okay. Because she has the she has the, the spider silk uh, scarf, mm-hmm. which she can pull up to fifteen feet worth of material per day. Whoa! Right. So she uses that. Okay. So it doesn't look trashy with like a little piece of rope. <laughs> uh, Alright. <clears throat> um, the other thing that kind of is unusual uh, well um, I'm going to have everybody give me I'll leave it up to you. Perception or investigation? Mercer will absolutely do investigation. <laughs> Still sixteen. Okay. <laughs> so it's on its edge. And that's an eight for the back on an investigation. So that's a no. <laughs> and as for my perception or investigation, that's going to be a fifteen for Esther. No, sorry, okay. seventeen. Seventeen for Mercer, and a twenty for Celine. Okay, so if you rolled above a twelve, you 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 noticed it. You guys haven't seen Cess, the steam elemental, anywhere on the ship. Oh no! Esther's like, oh crap, guys! And then Mercer can give me a second, like, perception check. Mercer goes, Bob Stratus, spit him out! Oh no! What'd you do, Bob? And you see Bob kind of walk up, and out of the shoulder, you see Cess's head pop out, and then go back into his shoulder. Oh. And then Bob Stratus waves. Oh, Sess, are you cool with this? Give me a thumbs up if you're cool with this. Throws his thumb up. Bob, are you cool with this? Give me your other thumb if you're cool. Bob, shake your head, yes. Nod, yes. <laughs> Basically, Sess has found a way to fuse with Bob because cloud and steam and everything. So Bob is more like a vessel now. Oh my god! That allows Sess to possess him. He's a he's a vapor mech! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my god, I love it. So you guys sort of, in a kind of weird <laughs> sort of way, now have an NPC that's big and bulky and you can follow you around. And as you previously mentioned, because he's a construct, mend, 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 you're healed. Yep. <laughs> now is mend a cantrip? It so, is. Okay. okay. So, so infinite healing for Bob Stratus. Okay, question. <laughs> question. Because Esther is Cess's friend, mm-hmm. and Bob is like Mercer's love child or whatever he's 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 my construct <laughs> he's your construct does that mean that the new cess bob is would, would listen to me and mercer <coughs> technically no oh. because cess is a sentient creature with its own intelligence and everything <coughs> it's more or less a matter of suggestion rather than Go do this. Mm. Go do that. So I can ask Cess to do anything, whether or not they do. Right. It, it, <laughs> so, I mean, when they're separate, 
Esther can make suggestions to Cess for help, and Mercer can command Bob as if he was just another golem. But when Cess is possessing Bob's body, now he's his own sentient creature who can act on his own. Oh, okay. He can go out out here because the clouds, even up at the giant spur when you guys were an, an unknown number of miles in the sky and the winds were blowing like crazy, the cloud golems were unaffected by it mm-hmm. because they were constructs that were built out of like a solid sort of cloud. So Bob can be up on the main deck, the winds can hit, and he's just like, Yeah. Cool. So with that being said... um, And unless the cloud golem is, like, completely destroyed or Mercer dies, that golem isn't going to, like, fade away, right? Even if I die, he'll be whatever my last command was. That's what he does. Oh, no. Well, it, it... it comes out. I mean, if the golem gets destroyed, Cess is still there. Yeah. It's just like as if a ghost were possessing a person. If the person dies, the ghost is still there to be able to possess other people. No, she was saying Mercer. Mercer. Because he's my construct. So whatever my last command is, he will carry out that until he is destroyed. Unless Cess is controlling the body. Right, right. So if I sat there and I said, Hey, Bob, go harass Esther... Upon my death, no. Bob will chase her around and pester her <laughs> until he is destroyed. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <coughs> but those two have he been able to that. spend... If anything, he'd do it to Zebek. He absolutely would do it to Zebek. But because Rude. those two have had so much time to spend with each other below deck and everything... You know it's true. Yeah. How many times has he kicked Zebek in the shin and run away? Too many times. Exactly. Um, so he totally would do that. You're, I, yeah, I think you're right. While I'm thinking about it. He's petty. He's you, super petty. <laughs> if you guys could do a quick inventory of all the little <laughs> magical stuff you guys have gotten. Because I know you guys have gotten scrolls. You've started pulling little one-time use magic items out of the Arcanium. Um, not, not like the major magical items, but you have... A number of different things. I just want to make sure you guys all both remember everything that you have. Yeah, that'd be nice had I, uh, you know, still have my... Uh... Well, this is this is post-bag destruction I'm talking about. Yeah. But I've, uh, I've kind of lost my uh, sheet of paper. What? Yeah, I don't know where it went. Did <laughs> That's about as bad as the dog ate my homework. Because <laughs> I know I have... I have... Uh, five regular bombs. Oh my lord. I got one crit frag. Or one frag grenade. Um, I know I, you have the glowstone. I have uh, 16 glowstone. 16? Mm-hmm. I remember you you collected nine underwater. I have eight and eight rope right next to it. Dang, dude. Uh, it was there was only. We well, make a nine. That's fine. It was nine pieces. You used one because you were like <laughs> pull, and Esther used her lightning breath, and yeah. one of them exploded. Well, and then we got some more later on. 
Right. There was four on the trench walls, and then there was five more you found down at the bottom because of that white pearl thing you found as okay. well. Um, you used one of the glowstones, so you should have just eight. I don't know why. Eight? Yeah, I don't know why you wrote eight and eight. I, I don't remember telling That's you fine. another. Um, so eight glowstones. I got the shark tooth necklace, mm-hmm. which is useless up here. Oh. Um, Not necessarily. Has anyone ever seen a fish out of water and what happens? Uh, yeah, it's bad. You, you can still make it appear in the water. Go, be free, and then fades away after however long. Oh, a minute, an hour. Um. <laughs> Celine has a spork that will do ice knife. Spork? Uh-huh. She has a spork that will do ice knife. Oh, boy. I said it was like some sort of weird curved fork thing. Oh. So he was just like, okay, a spork. <laughs> Spork's the uh, best of all utensils, and no one can change my mind. Um, Except you can't cut anything with it. Yes, you can. With a spork? Yeah, you can. How? You perforate it, and then you drag the teeth across it. I, I, anyway, moving on. It, it, I never said it was going to be effective, <laughs> but it can be done. Oh, Lord. And they Two make, hours later, I'm almost through. And, and they make sporks with a serrated edge on, edge on one side. Yeah, but you still need something to hold down whatever it is you're cutting while you're cutting. Finger. Food. Stab it. 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 Hey, look. I'm cutting it in half. The finger off. Commence to eat food. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Um... Uh, oh, hey, look, I created an inventory spreadsheet. Oh, nice. What about Esther and uh, back? I mean, well, because you guys had gotten some scrolls. Yeah. Oh, I have a scroll of Witch Bolt and two scrolls of Identify. How far back were those? Long, long time ago. Are we talking pre-bag explosion or post-bag explosion? It was post-bag explosion, but it's it's been a while. Okay. I remember Agonar's, Agonizar's Scorcher was one of the scrolls, and either Zabak or Esther got it. Esther did. That one I do remember. The other ones I don't. Which, I, which bolt I got at the same time, and I don't... Did you write down any of that stuff? Uh, I don't remember the other scroll I gave her. Did you write down any of the stuff you got out of the Arcanium? Oh, God. I don't think so. Uh, I thought James was writing everything down. No, because the oh, Arcane, you, you, you've walked into my sanctum unwanted and, right. and taken something. Your own inventory. Oh, your man. sanctum? Dang right it is. It was given to your group, not to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mercer said it's mine. And went down, remember, he took all his stuff from the crow's nest, and that's his room now. Oh, yeah, and that room has shown you that it's not always your room, because you woke up in the crow's nest again with all your stuff. I think Correct, I did but I keep going back. <laughs> uh, I think I got the overlarge ring and the odd kite-shaped 
glass shard that does chromatic orb. I, I remember the items. I don't remember what they did. So, okay. That's what I got. So yes, I did write it down. Okay. Is there any... Zabacus still holding the big white pearl stone thing, right? Oh, yeah. Where'd you get that? You guys got that underwater just before you went into the grotto of the Oh, trench. that's right. It's a giant pearl, right? It it looks like a giant pearl, but it's a rough... It has a very rough surface. It's basically a perfectly shaped white... <coughs> excuse me. White orb that gives off a divine sense of energy. While I am working on repairing the ship at the same time... Mm -hmm. I ask, um, his names are hard and I forgot her name, hmm. um, Aurora, Aurora. I go, hey, my companion needs a bag of holding, can you assist with that? Huh? My companion, and he points over to Celine, mm -hmm. goes, needs a bag of holding, can you help with this? I don't exactly have a bag of holding just on me. No, but you probably have easy access to one. Oh, you're talking about at my mother's kingdom. Wherever. Go steal it from some other adventurer. I don't care. <laughs> uh, <I'd... laughs> Help me deal with Pyre and my mother, and we'll see what we can do. Well, I, I it, it will be in benefit to help you. She's not like she can walk around lugging this 50-pound shard of pure adamantium around. Don't you have a bag of holding on your back? Yes, I do. But the problem is, is we don't have a great amount of healing. Celine is our only healer. With a staff and a couple spells. The shard can retain some spells. So the fact that she can, on days that we are not in combat, she can put a couple healing spells in there and use that towards herself without expending her own spell slots and be able to use her spell slots for other people. The problem is, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me try casting while I'm holding this 50 pound, you know, Pure, pure thing of adamantium, not really going to work so well. Is that what that little tag thing I handed you said? Was that it was from the, the shell itself? Uh-huh. Okay, I thought that came straight from the, the compass. Okay. <clears throat> she goes, I, what? we've got a few days to get there. We're not going to come across any other adventures between here and the archipelago. We'll see what we can figure out once we get there, but we have to be able to get there first. That, that's fine. It just—it's one of those things where there's it. It is a need, not so much a benefit. I mean, it has. Well, it would a, be a benefit. Well, it's a secondary, <laughs> but there is an actual need for it. Mm. Okay. And if I could just, you know, if we happen upon a merchant ship, I would just buy one outright. But. The chances we're going to see one is next to none. Okay, so in that time, in the time frame, it's going to take you guys six days oh, man. to get to the archipelago. <clears throat> so we're going to kind of do this as like a 50-50 toss-up. Either you guys can tell me what you want to try to accomplish in that time period, 
or I can come up with stuff for you. How many days again? Six. Uh, Mercer will spend every single day into the uh, Mystic Arcanium, grabbing an item. Uh, so will Celine. Okay. Um, what about the back uh, and Hester? I guess the back and Hester will handle getting the ship restocked and all that happy crap. All right. And then, um, Mercer will probably unintelligently pick on the dragon in some fashion. Oh, no. He will, like, depending on what his items he gets out of the Arcanium. <laughs> All right, so let's start with that on your... For, you're the the first day was the day where um, Aurora came back, helped you with the Black Rift thing uh, problem, and you blew the first half, the front half of the ship. So <clears throat> Hal kind of gave you that stern look of one way or another that's getting repaired. <laughs> I might not own the ship, but it's still my baby. <laughs> Archer just looks at him. And then walks down into the hall and grabs a bunch of lumber and drags it back out. <laughs> I don't know, man. On the uh, second day, Mercer and Selene are both in the Arcan Arcanum, mm -hmm. right? So they both go in. And as they're heading into that room, uh, Bolo kind of walks by and goes, Do you have any more apples in that, that vegetation room? Should. Okay, I'm going to go grab an apple. And you guys go into the room. And as I've previously described, the Arcanum looks different every time you walk in there. Mm -hmm. This time you guys walk in, it looks like a massively sized library. Wow. Like bookshelves that make almost like a maze sort of thing. Mercer runs. Like, I kid you not, he dead sprints. Okay. Now, so, here, here's the kicker. You're not necessarily seeing books on every shelf. You're seeing all the different little trinkets and tchotchkes and whatnot. There's a few books here. There might be a small roll of scrolls there. There's a key so here. So it's more so, of a warehouse than a library. But it looks more like a library, just lacking as many books as you would expect a library to have. Okay. Well, never mind then. He uh, wanders. Because if it was a library, he'd absolutely be running to the alchemical um basically the area that would have anything to do with explosives he <laughs> would be doing mind-numbing crunching of numbers and stuff okay um is he gonna is he and sling gonna go ahead and get their items for mm -hmm. that day then Yes. Yeah, all right. So, who do we want to have go first, Mercer or Celine? Mercer's fine. Okay. Uh, two, 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 two. Mercer finds a uh, small key that. Is the equivalent to a snare spell. <laughs> I know. Don't encourage him. I'm not. I'm just coming up with stuff. And then, um, Celine 
finds a solid gold ring, like a bracelet, mm -hmm. that uh, allows her to cast. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Um, Toll of the Dead once. Ooh. Is that a uh, cantrip? Is it a cantrip? It is. Oh, there it is. Yep. <clears throat> Was Zabak and Esther going to come down as well? Yeah, might as well. All right. So Zabak finds a uh, finds a broken sword handle. It's just the handle that allows her to um, potentially be able to cast Sword Burst once. And Esther. What's it called? What this hilt thing? The sword hilt. It's just a busted sword handle. It used to be part of a magical sword, but it's it was broken, and there was just remnants of magic left behind. Um, and then Esther <coughs> finds a uh, <coughs> finds a uh, a piece of very nice ribbon that's tied as if it were tied around a scroll with a signet thing of wax stamped on it, except the scroll's missing. It's just the ribbon. And it allows her to cast Comprehend Languages once. And then it's gone forever. The items lose the magic after that, and so they have to be returned to the Arcanium mm. in order for the magic to reapply to it. Basically, all this magical stuff brought together has just created this semi-sentient sort of intelligence that just allows magical um, items in general to become magical after being in there for so long. The odds of you ever coming across the same object twice is zero to slim to zero. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was, like I said, when they packed, when they brought all this stuff from Mago's hut to your guys' ship, it took three hours, three straight solid hours, and somehow still filled up a small 10 by 10 foot room. So, following that. Cool. Um, I assume Esther and Zabak just quickly went in, grabbed something, walked out the door. Mm -hmm. Mercer and Celine, I assume, are hanging out in there, right? For the most part, yeah. Okay. So you guys are getting to the point where it's like, you feel like you're ready to eat dinner, almost. Um, I need uh, survival checks from Mercer and Celine, as you guys have realized that you have no idea where in the Arcanum you are at. Uh, Celine's going to be golden. Mercer probably gets lost. Celine is going to have a survival of 21. Yep, she finds her way back to the door, no problem. Mercer gets a 10. Mercer circles himself back around somehow. He doesn't recognize it, but he swears he just like walked around a single shelf. And yet the room still somehow looks different, and he can't find the door. He just keeps wandering. All right, so give me another survival check. Oh, Lord. Uh, that's going to be a 19. 19? All right. 
So after a little bit of time walking around and everything, he finally finds his way back to the door. Steps out just in time to see Bolo with an apple going, You forget something? No. He just walked in there like 30 seconds ago. Time space spatial <laughs> differential. <laughs> Make sure you take some string with you, otherwise you're gonna get lost. Oh, boy. And then he walks off. <laughs> Bolo looks in the room real quick and goes, "It's not a big room. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Try me and find out. <laughs> Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> Four hours later, Bolo comes out. What the heck? Stupid little runt. Even though he's about the same height as me. Huh? <laughs> Alright. So that was the second day. <coughs> Third day. Is um, she still here? Who, Aurora? Yeah. She, yes. She's still on the ship, just kind of chilling, relaxing, sunbathing. Okay. Hold on. Taking in the rays. Sweet, she's, she's distracted. It's oh, even man. better. Come on, man. Don't, don't be like that. Nope, it's what Mercer does. Oh, boy. Do I need to look up uh, stats for an adult red dragon? Yeah, maybe. Oh, as Depends a side note. that she gets. As a side note, mostly for our listeners, but also for you guys. Um, when this game was originally written... Fizzaband's Treasury of Dragons hadn't come out yet. And at that time, Lux, the queen dragon of the Great Sea, was um, referred to as an ancient red dragon. Because of the updates with Fizzaband's Treasury, uh, Treasure of Dragons, Lux is going to be treated as a, um, a red great worm instead of an ancient red dragon. Mm. Just because that... How she's described is how powerful she is. It would only make sense that she is one of the most powerful types of dragons that would exist. Other than, obviously, Tiamat and Bahamut. But neither of them actually exist in this world right now. So I assume she's larger than large. Oh, yeah, she's gargantuan. Dang it. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking... Oh, oh um, uh, Aurora? Yeah. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Give me a second. I can tell you exactly what her size category is. Doo, 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 doo. My guess is she's huge. I think she is, but let me verify that before I just outright say it. Yes, she is huge. So she doesn't spend all her time on the ship. She'll occasionally just go for a, a swim and maybe float on the water. Because obviously her hanging out on the ship 24-7 is going to cause that thing to topple over. Yeah, Mercer looks at his uh, um, key, looks at her, his key, puts the key back in his pocket and walks off. Okay, now i got to ask, what was Mercer thinking he was going to do? He was going to use stare on her. <laughs> you are just fixing to get yourself hurt, aren't you? It's what he does. He's a Dennis the Menace. Obviously. Exaggeration on the uh, menace part there. Never said he wouldn't use it on uh, Zebek or Esther, though. Better freaking not, man. You were going to try to trap Aurora. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Lord. Yep. I can see it now. What are you trying to do, Blueberry? Oh, nothing. Did you just try to trap me? Yep. Probably. <laughs> nice, Yay. Little, nice little gnome-sized skipping stone goes off a hundred yards into the ocean. Bye. <laughs> Mercer is smart. He has it's... no common sense. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, you, well, okay. So, society as a whole has proven that you can be book smart and still be stupid. You oh, can also yeah. be uh, street smart and never make it in school. Exactly. So, I mean, that goes both ways. And I'm assuming Mercer is probably more or less the school smart street stupid. Oh, absolutely. He, he, <laughs> why do you think he hangs around with Celine? She's street smart, not book smart. Huh. She can talk her way out of just about anything. Oh, wow. I never thought about it. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose when you put those characters together? Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why she she's taken all the like all the charisma skills that are, you know, a face. Mm-hmm. You know, intimidation, persuasion. You know, she 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 basically was. You could consider her one of those people who grew up on the streets, poor, and has learned the ways of. You know the street, so that way she can swindle and deal. That's why, ultimately, it's why she she, you know, leans on the edge of that lawful evil. Like she will, she has her own moral code where it's like as long as you don't, you know, impact me in any way, mm-hmm. then you know for the most part, go do what you want. I really don't give two flying flips. You cross me, however. And I'm going to make your life a living hell. <laughs> that makes sense. I get that. So, that's kind of how those two, you know, that's that's kind of like how I brought the two together. You know, he's off running around doing stupid things throughout the city. And she realizes, he can get me coin. <laughs> so but he... I got to step in and, you know, talk him out of all the crap that he gets himself into. <laughs> can I have some coin? You went and spent it all. Can I have some coin? <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, halfway into day two, you guys are sailing along. Um, I'll even let you guys get your second day's magic items out of the Arcanium. Um, <coughs> on day two, though, when Mercer and Sling are in that room, it's a 10-foot by 10-foot room that's just the walls are lined with the shelves and everything. Some of the stuff you thought you saw in there before, you're not seeing. Other stuff you swear you left in there. I mean, Mercer already knows that it, it's it's a it's a a chaos incarnate room. Mm-hmm. He is very wise <clears throat> upon that. Um, okay, let's see here. Especially after the two days he's been in there, and it's caused him to get lost. Right. He's very well aware of it. Okay, so Mercer will find a um, a uh, 
a small piece of steel in the shape of a D8, but slightly bigger than, a, than your standard D8. Allows you to cast Dancing Lights one time. Oh, so he has it twice now. And, um... And, um, uh, <coughs> Celine finds what looks like a cabinet handle, allows her to cast shield one time. Ooh, that is a nice one. What does the back of Esther find? The back, uh, oh, apparently knocking cans over. Um, the back finds a, uh, you know how some tankards have like a glass plate at the bottom of them instead of a solid bottom? She it's finds, stein. yeah, a stein. There you go. She finds the the round glass plate that used to be part of a stein. Allows her to cast uh, chill touch one time. Ooh, nice. And Esther. Hold on, hold on. It's a good one. Chill touch, you said. Mm-hmm. And these can these items be recharged, you said? Well, yes and no. Once you've used the spell off I, of the object... I have to take it to somebody. You want, well, no, you want to take it back to the Arcanium. Oh, okay. The odds of you seeing the same object twice is slim to none. But because it used to be a magical item, all of that magic swirled together has caused temporary enchantment to anything that's in there. Alright, what does Esther get? Esther finds a cork that allows her to cast Lightning Lure one time. Oh, sweet. And you've seen that spell used. And I have that spell. Now, just as you guys go in there and you find your items and everything, you hear Hal go yell from up above, What the hell was that? As you guys also hear oh, on the sides no. of the ship. On both sides, just thud, thud, thud. Mercer, Mercer sits there and yells, Stop hitting my ship! Lester in the back. <laughs> run upstairs. Yeah, we run up, but he does yell. <coughs> oh, and uh, right now you do not see... Oh, <clears throat> Sweet, she went to go get my bag of holding. Whoa, shoot. <laughs> There's more thuds on the ship. No! Alright, so... Mercer's getting angry now. He's like, no one's allowed to harm the ship except for me. You proved that very thoroughly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said Merchant's starting to get hurt. <coughs> All right, so where on the upper deck are you guys going to be? Right here? Mm-hmm. Celine's going to be right with him? Mm-hmm. And... He controls himself, so... Yeah, so even Cess inside the golem comes up and just... Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Granted, he can't communicate. He can just do the basic non-verbal type of language where he can point or he can like try to wave at you to get your attention or something like that. Okay, let me get these guys out. So Mercer will 
try to line this up on this grid a little bit so I can use the map as well. So Mercer will see one of them here. Sess sees one here. We'll say the back sees one back here, and Esther sees the other one right here. You see four uh, marrows that look similar but different from the marrows you encountered in Tesora Damar. So I, I sit there, I'm like, y'all better stop hitting my ship before I blow your heads off. And uh, the one on Mercer's side looks up and goes, It's the red-haired gnome that we heard about in Tesora Damar. We're at the right ship. I fire upon him. What have you done this time? I, uh... We'll, we'll say that that's your first round action because, um... As soon as they realize that you're the gnome that they were looking for, it's initiative. Bruh. Oh, oh my gosh. Seriously? You idiots. Well. Not going very fast today. <laughs> Things not working out the way you wanted them to? Oh, this will work out the way I wanted them to. I'll make it work. <laughs> the one thing different you do notice is that these guys have at least each of them have at least two if not three harpoons plus a quiver of several javelins oh no this is bad news <coughs> all right so oh i gotta roll for these guys too Alright, what did Esther get? Mm. Esther and Zabak both got 12. Esther will go first. We'll go before Zabak. Mm -hmm. Mercer? Mercer got a 6. Okay. Selene got a 5. Alright. So it's gonna go the Marrows, then Esther, okay. then Zabak, then Mercer. Celine. So the marrows. Let me see here. So this marrow, this marrow backs up five ten. This marrow backs up five ten fifteen. This marrow swims over five ten fifteen twenty. 25, 30, 35, 40. And this marrow goes into the water and under the ship. So you don't see him right now. Okay. And you guys, all three hear something hit the side of the ship. But unlike the thud, it sounds more like the wood breaking as you hear. Oh, no. I'm going to have some fish tonight. <laughs> I'm going to skewer them on my mythical spear as I roast them. Alright, it is Esther's turn. Alright. 
time to feel the hurt, boys. Let me look at my spells. I'm trying to get them written down because I keep forgetting to bring that paper that I printed. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Do you have like a notepad or something on your phone? Yeah, I've got it right here. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just use Firebolt. On, okay. We got I, two, three, and four. Yeah. I'll try to hit number four. Okay. Oh, yeah, buddy. What'd you roll to hit? Um, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a dirty 20. That's a hit. Heck, yes, it is. Which one are you hitting? Number four. Oh, okay. It's a d10 for a fireball. 2d10. 2d10. Right. Okay. You guys are fifth level. Okay. Well, that's not a good thing. Jesus, take the wheel. I want. Yeah, I'll use that one. Frick, man. That's 12 points of damage. Oh, there it is. I do have one there. You said 12? Yes, sir. That's all fire damage. That's not the marker I want. Alrighty. So that was Esther. Now it's Zabak's turn. Alright. Alright. What's Zabak gonna do? I think I have some chaplets. Well, you do have a crossbow. I remember that. Yeah, I don't have chaplets. Why do I have chaplets? Crap. Okay. Uh, I think it's because you used them all. Or you never got any. She had some at one point. Oh. But I think she used them, and they got destroyed or left. Something. I don't know, man. I thought I had them. Zabak has used a crossbow in past games. Yeah, true. Wow, it's really coming down out there. Yeah. All right. Um, crap, she can't do much. Yeah, I can't really do anything. Um, Zabak. Uh, uh, what? I'm sorry, Mercer. I just thought of something for Mercer. You monster. <laughs> Alright, Zabak, in the interest of protecting Esther, is just gonna dash across the deck to put herself between Esther and danger. Because she knows Esther could So get she's her going shot. to go five. <sighs> 20, 25, 30 to right here. No, she's going to dash. Oh. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Perfect. Like that? Yes. Okay. And that's all she does. All right. Uh, here we go. Mercer. Hey, you, buddy. <laughs> um, so first things first. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Quick look. Sees where most of them are at. Mm -hmm. Sees them there. Yeah. Reaches into his 
pouch or you know in his bag mm -hmm. pulls out a small barrel small barrel yep oh, no. where'd you get a barrel uh just before we uh went underwater uh mercer stopped at a uh merchant and got a couple barrels of a uh, particular powder Oh, no. Did I give you the stats for that powder? That's just powder. Okay. Oh, no. I'm confused now. Okay. It's just a keg mm -hmm. of gunpowder. I know that, but did I give you stats for if you try to blow one of those up? Nope! And Mercer doesn't think about that. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, no. So Mercer chucks barrel of gunpowder over at them. This is going to end badly, I think. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oops. Hopefully badly for them and not us. And then he sits there and tells Celine, aim for the barrel. Oh, God. This is going to be bad. Well, luckily, I have gunpowder keg as an item and all the stats that go with it. And then Celine runs over to right next to Mercer. Do, 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 do. And cast Firebolt on said barrel of gunpowder. Remember when you said Mercer doesn't have common sense? This is one of those moments. I, I would have thought Celine would have been like, wait a minute, where are we going with this? <laughs> She cast Firebolt at the barrel. Uh-huh. Don't roll to hit, because it, it's like next to nothing. Just roll the damage for it. Okay, well, oh, she no. does hit the barrel anyways, because there's the chance that she could miss the barrel. It's a very slim chance. Like, <clears throat> worst case scenario is you'd roll to hit with advantage, because it's an, an, an inanimate object. Okay. Well, almost a crit. <laughs> Um, that is uh, 10 points of fire damage. Okay. So, just for the sake of argument, where exactly was the barrel getting thrown? Right there. At this square here? Yep. What's that say? 30 foot... Okay. So, I did a little bit of research and I decided I was going to... Whether or not one of the books already says this or not, this is how I'm going to discern this. When something says a... 10-foot radius, 30-foot radius, whatever. I consider it to be a point of origin, and then to one side you go 30 feet, and then if you make a circle off that point. So realistically, in an area of effect, it technically covers a 60-foot diameter from point A to point B. <sighs> Which means 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... Everybody. Everybody, with the exception of Hal, needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. Man, what? Why are you? Why have you done this? Oh, crap. Mercer's going to eat it. Celine's going to eat it. Back. Well, eight? <clears throat> eight? No. Eighteen. Eighteen, yes. Okay. If you, if you failed that saving throw, I'm going to need you to... Hang on. Oh, no. I'm going to want to do this correctly, I so... I appreciate what you're doing. He did it! He did it! 
Don't look at me. He did it. I just happened to be raising my head at that moment. I'm looking at you, man. Okay, I don't so if you this. if you failed the saving throw after the, I'll, we'll still do the damage, but you're also gonna need to give me a con saving throw after that. Oh man, where's it back? Oh, oh frick. That's gonna be a no for Mercer too on the con save. Ten. No. What about Celine? Well, who'd you just roll for? Zabak. Okay, so Zabak, no. What about Esther and Celine? Uh, Celine? Esther made the deck save. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's fifteen. Right. Fifteen? So fifteen makes it. So Zabak and Mercer are the ones who are, like, royally screwed. After this whole thing happens, Mercer and, um... You say Zabak was the one who failed the mm-hmm. second one? Are both blind for an hour. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Oh my god. How many rounds is that? A lot. A lot. Ten rounds a minute. Sixty minutes. So six hundred rounds. Oh my god. As uh, Celine sets fire to this keg, roll seventy-six. That's it. Oh my god. What have you done? That's that's actually a lot weaker than I thought it was gonna be. You got you're a monster. You should be put down. Twenty-four points of damage. Jeez. So there's a little bit of cracking that now is appearing in the side of the ship. Everybody who failed the initial saving throw for the dexterity eats that damage. How Esther, much? Twenty-four. Oh, Jesus. Esther takes half of that. Oh my god. And it continues to flare for one round, emanating light for a thirty-foot radius and dim light for an additional thirty feet. Which is why Mercer and Zabak are now blind for one hour. So the Marrow need to make those saves too. Yes, they do. I wanted to get you guys out of the way first. Uh, where are my Marrows at? Yeah, <laughs> they fail horribly. I rolled a one. <laughs> that should even get the little okay. bugger under the ship too. Well, explosions underwater are very different because a bubble contains that to a point and then sucks back in. Exactly. You don't know how far away he was. They have a swim speed of 40 feet. Correct, but he was... I'm assuming he was under his ship. So, guess who gets... In Mercer's head, guess, guess who gets sucked into the aftermath? Evens or odds? Evens. Okay. So, now, you said 24 points of damage, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So, now i got to do math for just a second here. Oh, da, 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 da. That'd be... 21. 20. Why do I keep pulling out the green marker? So, that's 21 for 2... For one. Twelve. And oh for number four. Mm-hmm. You and your ability to read upside down. Jeez. Both of us, man. It's not that hard. So that was Mercer. And then you said Celine followed up behind him with the fireball, right? Yep. Okay. 
So back around to the front of the line. Mercer, before before we finish that ghost. Well, that's a bad idea. I can't see now. <laughs> you won't let it be done. I don't know. I can't see. You guys are looking at his eyes, and his pupils are like the size of needle tips. He's, He's just, just like, kind of like looking around, like <laughs> oh was it was God. it at least it was at least impressive. Yeah, man. And okay. Impressively stupid. Celine just flop. Daddy, right <laughs> back in. Mercer, she's like, ah, what the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Idiot. <laughs> she's like, I should have thought better. You should have thought. Um, so you guys hear right. splashing. Uh, Celine and Esther see these oh, three no. dip out and go, nope, we're done. Uh-uh. After that, <laughs> not, uh-uh, no. Bye. So now you have a different problem where you have three harpoons with ropes hanging off of them jabbed into the side of the ship and a small hole that is now causing the ship to take on water. Oh, shit. Hal yells for the crew and says, Wooden nails, second deck, move! Celine goes down to the bottom deck. Put the board there. Mend. Alright, so Celine came down here to help mend up the ship. Well, it would be in here, technically. Yeah, Hal's kind of pissed because he knows his quarters were right there, so. (laughs) Blame the marrow. I mean, it... Their fault for positioning there. I'm gonna roll for this just for a second. So in the cloud golem, Cess grabs Mercer and just starts walking. Mercer's just like stuck with his arms at his sides as the cloud golem walks Mercer downstairs. That's going to be a uh, 16 to wriggle out. Uh, Do you still have the cloud golem stats saved to your computer? I do not. You don't? Nope. I thought I had the photo, but uh, it's not on my phone. Okay, let me... I think I sent that to you in Messenger, didn't I? No, I took a picture of it from the book. Oh, you took a picture of it on your phone? Yep, and I don't have it. I don't know if it, like, somehow accidentally got deleted. Well, shoot. Okay, let me... Look at something here. Um... I was looking for it earlier. I swear I thought I took a picture of it and sent it to you. I went through that folder. Nope, sure didn't. I still have the... uh, when you're exploring and you hear a bandit shout, never should have come here, you'll be the first to die, but I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> what? It was a meme back oh, from when no. he and I were doing a one-on-one session, and he kept running into bandits everywhere, and the bandits are like, drop everything and we'll let you live. 
No. Walk away and I'll let you live. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. And I meant every word of it. That's what I said to countless isolated farms dotted across the landscape of Skyrim. I'm not an intruder. <laughs> Lord. Snipe with bow and arrow. Since I can't find it, or I can't get to it right now, we're just going to say a, a high or low. High. Sixty-nine. Yep, you wiggle free. I just start running around in circles. Oh, what the? You run right back into him around later, and he grabs you again. It's gonna be a six. Yeah, no, I'm not even gonna try to roll. <laughs> he tries at least, and he just and all of a sudden you feel yourself dropped onto something soft as he drops you in your bed. And then followed by a door shutting. Mercer gets up. Right into the door. Feels for a door handle. Mm -hmm. Opens it. Walks out. Right back into the cloud golem again as he picks you up. Takes you back into the room. Puts you back down to the bed. Walks out. Shuts the door again. I wait about five minutes. Just twiddling my thumbs. Mm-hmm. And I go get to the door again. Open up the door. You run right into the cloud moment. He's standing guard in front of your door now. <laughs> I'm going to at least attempt to get past him. That's, that's a, a natural 20. That's a disadvantage. You're blind. <laughs> okay, that's going to be a 14. Or sorry, 13. Nice. You're gonna. What exactly are you trying to do to get by him? Uh, basically, I'm. I know roughly how tall he is. I know how short I am. <laughs> I just duck and Turn and I take like one big step out as I run, oh, no. and then I remember that I need to go because I know where my room is. So I know. Well, I know the, where like you know I'm supposed to be going. Mm -hmm. So I go in the direction to get back up on the main deck. I just one big step and then haul off running. All right, so I need a survival check because you're still blind. Uh, that's going to be a nine. Nine. You make your way to the door where the stairs are up the mm -hmm. the main deck, and you trip over the first stair as you, not realizing where the first step's at. You're just like, whoop, whoop. And I just start army crawling. As you feel these two cloud hands grab you again. Stop it, Bob! What is Bob trying to accomplish? He's you... trying to keep... Well, it's Cess, not Bob. Oh. Trying to keep Mercer from hurting himself because he can't see. And he oh. actively said out loud, Well, I can't see. That was a bad idea. Mercer, let Cess put you on their shoulders. It's boring. No! Okay, so we're going to stop at that for a second. We're going to migrate over to Esther and Zabak. Right. Zabak is blind right now for an hour. Oh, I can't see! What's Esther doing? Oh, man. Come on, Zabak. And she, like, carefully takes Zabak's shoulder and starts to guide her towards, I guess, Hal. Come so on back, guys. It'd be really funny if you were taking them downstairs to get to watch that show. What? So, in the time that you're doing that, Mercer is actively trying to get out of his room. Like... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you guys just keep hearing this. Knock it off! Ow! 
Knock it off! What? Son of a... Put me down! Hey, Dude. man, just Not chill like until it wears off, man. <laughs> just What's chill. What's happening? <laughs> Bro, just chill until it... would be so it... hilarious. <laughs> this dude has no chill. Right? Nope. He doesn't. <sighs> so, after, after a few moments... Mm-hmm. Actually, it would be more than a few moments because it'd take her a little bit to mend a hole. She sits there, and Mercer's hurt pretty bad. From um, the explosion of the king? Yeah. That took, wow. took, took almost half his life. <laughs> Perhaps um, he should be healed. Nope. Celine walks over, stands, stands a little distance away. She's like, wait for it. Because she knows Mercer's going to stay in his room for a few minutes thinking that, you know, Sessa has gone away. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh... Let me find it real quick. So, uh, using one of her third level spell slots. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> On Mercer. Oh my lord. <laughs> Does she make sure there's nobody around? Okay. Let's see, so I start with uh, sleep 5d8, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Because you get. Oh, 7, I need uh, 2 more d8. Uh, I'll just roll 2 more. Oh, there we go. She's like, I'm ensuring this works. <laughs> Eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Yep. Uh, twenty-eight, thirty, thirty points of hit dice. Mm-hmm. Since Mercer's the only one in the area, Mercer's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, so I, I I have to ask, where was Mercer at when she cast that spell? In his room. Or where oh, where specifically? Because you said she waits thinking Sess has walked away. So in my mind, he walked up to the door, and as the door opens up, sleep. Sure. As soon as he gets hit with that, he's like, I'm going <laughs> to... Face first, right on the floor. Sess <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> drags him back in. <laughs> Problem solved! <laughs> <laughs> she turns around and goes back to mending the uh, ship because that lasts for a minute. Oh, gosh. And Bolo and Cleavy are both in here <sighs> helping her along with at least one, if not two, crew members. Um, okay. So about, I'm going to say a half hour after this little encounter, it's a big splash of water <clears throat> as... Uh, Miss Aurora flies up out of the water from her swim and drops down on the main deck a, uh, a dead shark. Nice, large-sized shark. And Hal's just going, Holy crap! Because this thing's like... That big. It's almost like a dire almost shark. 30, almost 30 foot long. Yeah. It's a dire shark by far. Oh crap! <clears throat> and she's a uh, 
she lands in the water next to the ship because she knows there's not a lot of room. She goes, pops her head up over the rail and goes, I thought we could use something better than just tuna and vegetables for a dinner. Oh, hey, cool, yeah. How long does that sleep spell last? Only for a minute. But at this point, Mercer is still out cold. He's hurt. <laughs> is he taking like the one hour short rest thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, hang on. Before you start rolling dice, how many dice out of your hit die are you going to use? Two. Two? Okay. Max. 16 back then. Six balls, 16 plus con modifier, three. So, 60, 70, 80, 20, 20. Uh, seal. All the way. And nobody was around Esther when that happened, so nobody knows why it happened. Dun, dun, dun. Or not Esther, uh, Zabak. And uh, Aurora's kind of looking at the bow. Notices the backs just kind of like staring off into space and looking around with her hand on Hal's shoulder. Sees the hole in the side of the boat and she's like... Oh, the hole's been fixed. Well, yeah, but she sees what appears to be former damage with singe marks and stuff on the outside of the ship from the explosion. So there's no way to fix that from inside the ship. No. And she's just like, what in the world happened to your ship? Did Blueberry do something silly again? When does he not? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it did get rid of the marrow, though. So, I mean, there is that. Oh, well. Mm. And the rest of the day just kind of goes off without a hitch. But now you guys have uh, four days worth of shark meat that you can store and eat and enjoy <clears throat> on the third day you see uh well you guys get about halfway into the day okay and one of the crew members who's now occupying the crow's nest um you guys hear him yell from the crow's nest i something off the port bow moving quickly but in an unusual pattern. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Esther in the back. No clue what I'm looking at. Hustle up to the deck to take a look. Is Aurora around? <clears throat> um, yeah, she's swimming in the water right now because <clears throat> with how big she is, she knows that if she hangs out on the ship for too long, she risks sinking the ship and that's not of any benefit to her if you yeah, guys don't have the ship. us, man. Mercer's like, where is Mercer? He'll be up, at this point, he'll be up on the deck. Okay. Uh, he's like, hey, you with the keen senses, what is it? As he's looking up at her. At Aurora? Or more, maybe eye level, because she's swimming. <clears throat> she looks out, and she's like, looks like a water genasi skidding across the water. What? Why? Huh? That's interesting enough. Um, how far away? Uh, two hundred yards. Two hundred yards. Two hundred yards. Two hundred 
It does, uh, on, as a side note, right now you don't get any sense of a threat either. Nope, not that. Uh, it doesn't say distance. just says as long as I can see him. Um, what type of uh, weaknesses does a water genasi have? Fire. For one round, and then what, any type of resistances. That'd be two rounds. <laughs> Back to it, and I can tell you. Oh shoot, I didn't want to do that. Open back up. Uh, water genasi. Genos. Um, oh, I okay. Do, 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 do. No. <laughs> okay. So what you what were you wanting to know? Uh, I want to know any weaknesses mm -hmm. and then resistances. It's resistant to acid, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. <clears throat> Slash from stone skin. And then any weaknesses. It's not or, showing any weaknesses. Or vulnerabilities. This would be why it would Yeah, it's not showing any vulnerabilities. Okay. Mercer relays the information to the team. Just in case it's hostile. And then that's when you notice that it's no longer skidding across the water, but kind of comes up off the water and is hovering around flying. And starts making his way towards your guys' ship. Oh man, come on, don't be like that. State your business. Everybody can give me a He's still too far away, but I just can. yelled. Okay, State give me a perception check. Oh man, oh no. Oh, yeah, no. Does a 9 get me anything? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Mercer with a 10. Celine with a... Oh, crap, I didn't. Uh, that's going to be a... Uh, 17. 17? Yeah. Um, 17, notice him waving at you. Like just a friendly gesture, hello, waving at you. Oh, man. He looks uh, looks friendly in nature at the moment, uh, Mercer. Put your fingers away. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool, man. Yeah, Mercer, chill, bro. What? Shoot first, ask questions later. Seem to work so far. Uh, this, this is not one of those cases where it's better to seek forgiveness than permission, dude. A corpse can't forgive you. Corpses can talk. I've heard so. Oh no. Well, I'm not that kind of magic caster, man. Well, nor am I, but it's still possible. Oh. Let's just, not. just saying. Let's, let's just not, man. So he comes flying by. He skirts past the ship as he... You, you, you ever see kids in, like, a pool or whatever, and they take, like, their hand or their finger, and they just kind of go, whoosh, and make oh, waves yeah, with their yeah, hands? Yeah, the as he flies by, he lets his hand hit the water and creates a small thing of waves. Hello! Hi. Comes back around. 
lands right in the uh, oh come on tell me I've got some sort of a figure I don't it's the blue base yep that's exactly what we're going to use is the blue base comes back down lands right here at the edge of the ship of course you have something I'm looking As soon as he lands, uh, he casts another spell, and now you see four of him standing right here. Mercer's going to make an Arcana check. Uh, that's going to be a... I'm on the wrong character sheet. Oh, no. That's going to be an 18, so mirror image. Mm-hmm. What's up with the defensive spell of mirror image, my friend? If you are supposedly supposed to be friendly. I don't know if you're friendly. Then why are you coming at us waving hello? Because I was trying to be friendly. Oh, fair enough. Well, if I wasn't friendly, I would have shot at you first. True. What's up? Where the heck do you come from? We're like in the middle of the ocean. He looks down over the railing. Comes from the water. There. Oh, he points down to the ocean. Okay, that's not quite what I meant, but alright. <laughs> I kind of like you... this guy now. Alright. What? I thought I was your best friend. No, Celine's my best friend. What? I thought you two were sleeping together. Celine just looks at you like, um, no. Oh, I seriously misread that situation. I'm very sorry. This is awkward now. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> Esther goes down to her bedroom in the ship and just. Uh... He just kind of looks at you. He's like, "So what brings you out into the middle of the ocean on a great fun day?" Talk to our boss. And points to the dragon. Looks back at you. So what brings you out here on a great and fun day? Again, talk to my boss. I am not talking to a dragon. Well, until my boss answers you, you get no answers. That's how it works. Yeah. We work for her. <laughs> Celine's the boss. No, the dragon. Oh, Aurora. right. Aurora. I don't know what this dude is. Like, essentially, this dude is. And technically, we have a boss for the moment, so... Pawn it off on the boss. You know how it works. Exactly. Pass the buck. She looks at him. She goes, we're heading for the Golden Archipelago. What are you doing on the ship? Why are you out here? He goes, well, you're, you're kind of sailing about, oh, I'd say 900 feet above where my house is. And I happen to just be out and about hanging out today. So cool. thought I'd say hi. I'm a bit of an explorer. And, uh, oh. Uh, we didn't even uh, realize we were we'll, we'll say a, a purveyor of unique items, but... Ooh, you oh. got things for sale? We have money. What kind of money do you have? Like gold and gems? Regular land dweller gold and gems? Hmm. Well, I only have a few things on me. Most of the stuff's still down in the water, but... Well, we can wait. The biggest thing I'm needing is a bag of holding. I need some javelins. 
Javelins I have some uh, I have a nice little bundle of uh, harpoons that don't have rope on them I how found much, uh, how many and how much you want well I have eight of them mm. wrapped up in a, uh, a like a seaweed kelp sort of quiver I'll take them how much I'd say 40 gold Mercer reaches in Done. his pocket and goes I got you oh Alright, then. It's out 40 gold. Come on, knows how to treat a lady. Okay. Very cool. And he puts that into like this weird looking clamshell looking type of pouch thing that he's got. And he goes, What was the other thing you were looking for? A bag of holding. What's the, what are the stats for the harpoons? Give me just a second here. Boom. Excuse me. Tradition. Belch on the podcast. <laughs> That's been mentioned once or twice. Like, why is there burping? Because we burped. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're animals. I never belch. Liar. <laughs> Liar. I just sit here and silently break ass and try to poison you guys. About okay, this so time, what? you see Bolo come running up. Guys, guys, I just found out. What? I just found out Bruh. that 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 vegetation room. Yeah. It's got rice plants. Rice. We can have rice. We can make horchata. By the way, yeah. by the way, meet our friend, the merchant, because we don't know his name. Hello, merchant. I'm going back down there. He goes running back down. Nobody knows why he was so super excited about finding rice, but yeah. That's why Mercer kind of said that and then went back to it. I have no idea, man. He goes, "Um, I I might have a bag of holding, but you'll have to let me... I I don't think any of you guys can hold your breath underwater, can you? Yeah. I can hold my breath for about Mm -hmm. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's back down on the seafloor where my house is, but I think I have a bag of holding down there. So well, you said you have a whole bunch. You got more stuff down there. Mm-hmm. The bag Mercer reaches into his bag, mm-hmm. pulls out his little uh, mermaid skirt, the marlin skirt. Yep. Marlin Goes, skirt. runs, and jumps into the water. Good to go. All right. Cool. Have fun then. Celine follows. She's like, someone's got to be with the idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right then. I'll stay here. Just kidding. I'm coming too. All right. Is Esther gonna go then? Uh, fine. I'm, I'm just, I'm she'll asking. Go. Yeah, okay. she'll go too. All right, so the three of, Esther stays on the ship, right? No, she's going. Oh, I thought you said she was staying on the ship. No, she's too. As, as Mercer jumps over to the ship, he's like, be back in about a half hour. Okay, Blueberry. <laughs> so you all jump in. He fall. he basically does like that scuba diver thing where he sits up on the rail, lets himself fall back, and dives back down to the water. Then he, as he looks at us, we now have mermaid legs. Right. Or fin. He just counts and goes, you've been to Tesora Damar, haven't you? Yes. How'd you guess? (laughs) 
they had an amazing festival, and you guys are now swimming down. He goes, and I heard about this weird demon thing. Yeah, we took care of that. Problem solved. Oh, was that you guys? That was. Aye. Very cool. Well, thank you. And I killed a leviathan. All right, that was pretty cool. That was dramatic. <laughs> You're funny. Leviathans haven't been around for nearly 300 years. Well, we were inside one. Well, I guess it was more of a lich leviathan. Yeah. It was like all possessed and zombified and stuff. It was actually quite sad. Hmm. Anyways. Well, anyway. <laughs> it takes you guys about 45 minutes to swim down there. And you just, you see this... It looks like a combination of stone and coral reefs that are jutted up out of the sand, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of uh, it. Other than that, though, it looks like your standard little house with plants outside of it, but it's all seaweed and kelp and stuff. And he uh, has a large shell-shaped door. He opens the door up. Says, all right, just wait here. I'll be right back. Swims in, comes back out with a large bag. And he's, yeah. Not like large, like Santa's sleigh large, but it's like a backpack that's literally been stuffed full to the edge. Dang. First thing he pulls out of there is the uh, the quiver with the harpoons, and they're like halfway hanging out. And the. Again, this thing's wrapped up in seaweed and kelp with a weird sort of braided uh, strap for being able to carry it. Yeah, nice. He goes, here are your harpoons. All right, thank you, sir. Um, He goes, now you said a bag of holding. Um, And he pulls out this clump of algae that kind of stretches out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he opens it up like a bag and he goes I think this is yep that's a bag of holding if I can fit my whole arm in that little thing it, it's algae so it's a little slimy but Ew. it's a bag of holding it'll work I'm assuming this is for you buddy hands it over to Celine. Uh, 250 <laughs> funny, gold and it's yours there you go uh, nobody ever has dragoons anymore gosh okay you mean doubloons no Underwater gold is called dragoons. Oh. Cool. I did not know that. I'm educated. Uh, I'm pretty sure some of Case Treasure would have those in them. Because mm. it's old gold. Yeah. Mm, possibly. Gold is gold. Correct. The stamp on the coins determines... Correct. But it's, be, be it that it's the gold I'm handing him is coming out of that... There's a good possibility some of it is is that. Yeah, maybe. But the one he pulled out of there and looked at and said, like, mm-hmm. okay. Is there anything else you guys are looking at? What what, what do you got? Uh jeez. Oh, um you, you might let, as well let, just let, get like a little stand going here and just show me your show me your wares. Well let's start with this. Are we looking for just Items, weapons, potions, uh, anything armor. alchemical, alchemical, like damage and explosives, anything you name it. The bigger the boom, the better it is. Yeah. We like uh, things that go boom. I mean, we can always use if you got healing potions, we can always use those. For you sure, know, man. like I said, 
at this point, show me what you got. And I'll be like, I want that, 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 and maybe that. Okay, well, um, give me a second here. Goes back into his house, comes back out with a, uh, a uh, driftwood table, sets it down, opens the bag up, starts pulling little bottles of this and that out, and he goes... Okay, so this set of bottles here are more like your your enchantments and healing. This middle section of bottles here are, as you had put, uh, wanting explosives to the bottles you immediately recognize. Okay, how much for all of that? Immediately. All of this? All of that right now. 700? Uh, <laughs> right in my bag. So you just need to give me that list. Holy <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two of them were the alchemical bombs that you you were able to make from the miners. <clears throat> okay. Four of them were small tinctures that are just impact explosives that do a D6 on impact. Okay. <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Three of them were delayed explosions. So you throw it. And then one round later, it goes off, and they do a D8. And then the big bottle, um, have you seen, uh, you've seen like Captain Morgan's cannonball? Mm-hmm. So you, 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 get a, you got a rough idea of how big that is. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. And <clears throat> that one does three things. It explodes on impact and does 4D8. <coughs> it creates a thunderclap effect Ooh. out to 400 feet, 400 dude. foot radius. Damn, dude. Slightly terrifying. <coughs> and there is a slim chance that it deafens anybody within 10 feet of it. Shoot. And that deafening state is a con saving throw of 14. Okay. Jealous. And like I said, he literally just sets all that gold right on the table and literally just shook right into his bag. Wow. Well, okay. Um. Healing potions. Slides the first six of them, which is the majority of them. He goes, "These are standard healing potions. Cost." Whatever it is in the... 50 gold? Yeah. 300? And then the large one, which is about this size. Yep. Despite it being this size, you can drink it all in one gulp. So it's like a very thin sort of liquid. Mm -hmm. Is a superior healing potion. That one I found buried in the ground. I believe that's 200. Oh my. Because the only other potions I have are, because you pretty much ran me out of all of my potions, <laughs> are these four little tinctures. These are our concentrated abolith miasma. Oh, cool. Okay, tell me what that does. You got my interest. Uh, when this liquid is uh, put in contact with someone, the poison causes them when they get hurt to get hurt more. Ooh, awesome! How much? 
These are 75 each. <laughs> no, 300. Wow, man. <laughs> okay, well, that's all my potions. Great. Uh, armor. Armor? Yep. Um, well, armor I mostly just have your various fish scale types of armor, which, out of game, all of the armors he have would be the equivalent to leather armor. Uh, nope, that doesn't work. Um, uh, what other magical trinkets do you have? Uh, let me see here. Give me just a second. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Where's that list at? Okay. Um, there's a list somewhere in here. Give me a second. I'll find it. While he's while he's kind of rummaging through his wares, yep. Mercer looks at the back and Esther and goes, "Is there anything else you guys are needing or wanting?" Uh, let's see. Esther has a long Oh, neither of them have a long I mean, um, so back you got like a whole freaking arsenal of magical weapons. That's true. But it's not really going to do you a whole um, lot good. Esther is going to ask for a longbow and arrows. A longbow and arrows? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I think she can Yeah. Sorcerer. Yeah, she can use it. So he does have a longbow. Okay. He has 20 arrows. Standard them. cost. Standard cost. How? Well, no. It's going to be the standard cost plus 200 because this also is a um, uh, a longbow of thunder. Oh, sweet bananas. Mercer reaches into his bag, pulls out the coin, drops it on the table. Mercer, are, are, are you implying you want to be my sugar daddy? Because, like, I'm flattered. Really, I am. But I'm, I'm like, I'm just uncomfortable with where and what our relationship is as is so like why why are you paying for all our stuff i got coin oh. and i'm helping okay so here's the deal okay. when you shoot an arrow from that longbow yes it does the standard damage uh -huh. plus 2d8 thunder damage and the target is knocked prone if they fail a DC 12 strength saving throw. Fancy. <clears throat> he says, the only other magical thing I really have is this uh, mask that I found, and it looks like a dragon mask. So it covers the eyes and just down to the nose, but then kind of juts out like a, the snout of a dragon. He goes, this thing has a... Uh, I, I really don't... I don't, I've, I've never really studied it. Mercer reaches into his pouch, pulls out a scroll. Identify. It is a dragon mask of arcane reservoir. Etched with swirling rainbow colors. It has a defensive aspect where the bearer has advantage on the next spell saving throw they make. And then has an off... Uh, I am struggling with words tonight. 
Are you okay? Offensive <laughs> aspect. When the bearer would expend a first level spell slot, the spell slot is not expended. That works once per day. How much? 400. <laughs> okay. Grabs a mask, hands it to Celine. <laughs> She looks at him. You realize that's kind of gaudy, right? It helps keep us alive. You'll wear it and you'll like it. And she looks at him. Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> she has that look in his eyes, and he kind of like looks at her like, "Please." <laughs> So to reiterate this, um, mask can be used to activate either a defensive or offensive effect. If used offensively, the effect manifests as a breath weapon. The side piece I'm going to say to that is um, if the spell is a spell that specifically targets someone, it's shot as a line. If the spell is an area of effect style spell, say like fireball or sleep, mm -hmm. then it'll be a cone-shaped effect. Okay. And it's one or the other once a day? Or uh, do I get the benefit one of each? One or the other once per day. Well, that's pretty much my entire inventory at this point, so. Cool, man. Thanks. Unless you have some stuff you're trying to offload, that went right by your feet. Right. You know, Mercer, it's like he's looking at the bag that he was using mm -hmm. since it was, that's a lot of stuff to store in just that one bag. Right. He's like, what type of bag is the bag? It seems to be an awful lot of stuff in there. It's kind of like a bag of holding, but I can only hold, uh, like, 150 pounds worth of stuff in it. How much for it? <laughs> my bag? Yeah. I'm oh not God. selling you my bag. <laughs> how sure? else am I going to store my stuff? Well, Me swimming around the ocean is not the only thing I do. I do yeah. actually travel. The dude has a life, Mercer. Well, how about this? How about... Trade, not, not essentially trade, you give me a little bit of a discount because I know the bag of holding is a little bit better than your backpack. You take the seaweed bag, give me two or give me 50 gold back, and we swap. I don't want to use that thing though, that's why I didn't use it the first time. I, don't know. I despite living under the water, I hate algae. That's fine. You sure you want to sell it? I am positive. Mercer digs into his bag. Yeah, he sticks his head down in there. Starts rummaging. Does he find any of the dragoons? Oh, specifically the dragoons? Um... As like he has one head and one arm, just... High or low? Uh, high. 
Now, the way he would know whether or not he found a Dragoon is it's a gold coin, exactly the same as standard gold, but it has a stamp of a dragon's head on it. That's part of the reason why Lux was going after Crimson Kate for so long, because it's a safe bet to say at one time that was probably treasure that was stolen from Lux. Well, that's why I was asking. If that was the case, then there, there should be Dragoons in there. Oh, yeah, but... There's no way of knowing what she did with that treasure after she took it. Maybe she traded it. Maybe she laundered it. Maybe she... True. True. But that that, that was that was Mercer's thought process in the grand scheme of things. Oh, absolutely. Fair enough. So, he sits there. After after about 30 seconds of rummaging, he's just like, ah, no. Sticks his head back out of his bag. And at this point, you guys look up, and you notice your ship is still sailing forward. Now it's about 100 feet farther forward than it was before. Well, pleasure doing business with you. Gotta go catch a ship. Okay, <laughs> Nice meeting you. Could have helped, but okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just the way he is. It's only 100 feet. That's not far. So as you guys get back... Again, takes about another 45 minutes. Actually, it takes closer to about an hour and 15 minutes because the ship's farther away than what it was when you dived down. Mm-hmm. You guys come back, and as soon as you get on the ship... Quickly take off the thing of the bob so I'm not like a fish drowning it out of water. Right. Put that back in my bag. <laughs> you guys start to pick up on this very unusual but very good-smelling aroma. Something tasty. Esther loves food. Uh, It'd be equivalent to a perception. Oh man, that's a five. She smells it. No clue what it is though. Oh, Zabak didn't do any better. Cause that's uh, eight. Yeah, Yeah, no. No, no, Mercer. Definitely no for Mercer. Uh, Celine. With a 12? Yeah, I'll give it to Celine. She's picking up on a scented smell of essentially a cooked shark and tuna, but with like teriyaki sauce and boiled rice. Hmm. Impressive. As Bolo comes walking up and he goes, He'll tell you in a second. Bolo comes walking up with a pot and he goes, Right! It's. Done. Oh, Dinner man. is served. Heck yeah. Esther <laughs> grabs two bowls and just scoops up a massive amount in each Don't worry about that. He's going to sit. Celine walks over. <laughs> He's Matt comes over there. and helps him sit up. She, she puts his, her finger down on his forehead real quick and cures wounds, even though she's not sure if it'll actually help him or not. But I'm not injured. I'm just exhausted. Yeah, just sit right here. Just sit right here, old friend, and drink some water. And he hauled up like a large 20-pound kettle just full of food. And the second that lid comes off and steam pours out. Esther's already stuffing her face. She's already scooped up. He's sitting there like, And he's pointing next to the kettle as you see four bowls and four spoons. As Esther's already eating, Mercer walks up, scoops up a bowl. Good job. You all right, man? I just 
I'll be fine. Just get cash, my breath. Celine just kind of looks at him. <coughs> I tried. Oh, that Grabs made me lightheaded doing that. Oh. It's what it is, man. He could have asked for help. Well, he was trying to surprise you, and he... True. <laughs> so, you remember when we were watching Chicago Fire the other day? Yeah. And they had to go up, like, 12 flights of stairs, yeah. and Mouch is just getting to the top of the I know. <laughs> that poor man. Yeah, Mouch, you just guard the door. <laughs> you got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. And then the last... Uh, Last two days go off without a hitch, just clear sailing and whatnot. And nice. at this point, um, you guys are getting pretty close to the Golden Archipelago. Before we before we end that day, mm-hmm. um, Mercer gives the back two of the standard healing potions. Okay. And the superior healing potion. Okay. Um, did you guys want to try to get more items out of the Arcanium before... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then um, he gives one to Esther. Okay, wait, wait. Back up. So two standard healing two potions standard and, and the one, one superior to, to okay. Zabek. And as mouthy as he always is. This is how you can do your tanky tank stuff. Alright. I appreciate that. Um, keep figuring that out while I figure out your this for you. Okay. And then he gives one to Esther. One standard healing potion? Yes. Okay. He keeps two for himself, because he's been getting smacked around a lot lately. And he gives one to Celine. And uh, what do the standard healing potions do? 2d4 plus 2. The superior mm-hmm. one, I have to go look up to see what it does. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, he keeps all the explosives to himself. Yeah. And he hands off the uh, shell fragment to Celine, and she uh, puts it into the algae bag that's been kind of... Uh, Destroyed. Not destroyed, but dried out. Oh, crispy, crunchy. There's four of you, and there's two days, so it's going to be eight spells total, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does the algae bag always stay kind of slimy? Or, or it... be it out in the sun, in the air, does it kind of dry up a little bit? And... It dries it a little bit, but it always feels at least damp or wet Ew. in some manner. Okay, like, it never it fully dries out. Okay. Ew. It was it. created underwater, so some aspect of where it was created is always going to stick with it. That's fine. <clears throat> it's a bag. She knows she's stuck with it for the time being. <laughs> Nothing she can do about it. Um, now, when she does put it on, it uh, it straps on her in an interesting sort of way. So, similar to, like, a purse or a... a, a, a laptop bag it goes over the shoulder and hangs down but then it has a second set of straps that goes around the waist like a belt so it doesn't swing around or anything okay so she puts the big chunk in there and it's like okay this is this is manageable now <laughs> and she does uh put 
um, the cure wound spells in it for the slots it holds. Okay. So that way, she can use like in emergency she can use that because it has to be on herself. She can use the cure wounds directly on herself without expending a spell slot. Okay. All right. So, um, who goes down? All four of us do. Okay. Um, okay. So, we'll say uh, Esther is first. Um, she gets. Uh, <coughs> she gets a uh, a rather large button, as if it was off of a captain's jacket. Who does? Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows her to cast Jim's magic missile once. Uh, what magic missile was? Jim's magic missile. Jim's? It's from the Acquisitions uh, Incorporated. So you actually have to roll to hit, but it does more damage. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And then she finds a feather that allows her to cast Long Strider once. Oh, cool. Um, and then we'll say Mercer. He finds. Uh, two different colored feathers, one that's purple and one that's yellow. The purple one allows him to cast Mage Armor once, and the other one allows him to cast a standard Magic Missile once. <laughs> then Celine. Hold on, hold on. Noting this. Okay. And Celine. Celine get finds a uh, an unusually long, like ten inch long and quarter inch thick nail spike sort of thing that's very dull on the end. Uh, that allows her to cast protection from good and evil. Okay. Or from evil and good. And then. <clears throat> finds a ball of string that appears to not have any end to it. Mm-hmm. It just infinitely ravels around and stuff. And that allows her to cast Ray of Sickness one time. Ooh. Nice. And then for Zabak... Yes. What I got? <clears throat> she finds a... Um, she finds the center tip piece, like the first four inches, of what looked like to be the center portion of a trident blade. Oh, so, okay. How much of the blade was it? Well, you know how a trident has yeah. five, either five or three tines, right? This one looked like it was the middle tine, so the bigger one. And it was primarily that arrowhead-shaped tip. Okay. It allows her to cast... Uh, thorn whip one time. Cool. And then she finds a uh, um, half of a snapped in half. Uh, looked like it would have been maybe a holy symbol at one time. Okay. Had multiple rings, but you can tell part of it was snapped in half. Allows her to cast True Strike one time. Oh, 
Braga on, man. So as you guys start to get closer, anybody who doesn't already have the scale on their head, Aurora's looking at you going, Hey, get it off. Get that, get that on your head now. What? Mercer slowly puts it on. Um, at this point, suspicious eyes start to turn towards you as you guys approach. Uh, and she, Aurora lead directs you guys straight ahead into a vast sea cave that stretches deep into the main island as she's taking you to Lux's court. Essentially, what she has found out, to reiterate, she wants your help taking down Pyre, okay? You allow her to take credit for Pyre's demise in her efforts to try to overthrow her mother. In return, you'll be allowed to use the Dragonfire Forge for your for your star shell egg oh, thing, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also gotten word that there are several kobolds who were working in Pyre's Forge and were relocated in Lux's court um, to do uh, renovations and such. And through one of them, named Korash, that there was plans for potentially an uprising against Pyre. So, as you guys go into Lux's court, it's located deep in the hollow of a, of, in the hollow heart of the island, a warren of sea caves have been carved out beneath Grand Sol, which is the primary island of the Golden Archipelago, accommodating numerous passageways and rooms. As you're directed toward the court, you pass chambers that are filled with treasure of all kinds, some sealed off by massive vault doors, but a few that are open and reveal mountains of coins and heaps of gemstones, as well as priceless works of art. Selene has Mercer by the ear. All are watched by eagle-eyed dragonborn guards and trained wyverns. Eventually, you will arrive in the the vast echoing grotto. Multiple waterways enter into the huge chamber. Its water glimmers with limpid light and luminous pearls on the grotto floor. Crescent-shaped harbor holds docks for half a dozen ships. As Aurora directs you to the nearest one where several dragonborn servants uh, help you to dock. Just, tro- just across the sandy harbor floor, a huge cave mouth leads to the court of gleaming gold. Taking the four, Aurora leads you, leads you as the servants, and I say that in quotes, into Lux's court, a colossal chamber large enough to hold an entire castle and its grounds. The walls of the cave appear to be natural stone, save that of every inch that is plated with gold. The floor itself is a single sheet of pure polished gold that stretches from wall to wall. The whole chamber is brightly lit by enormous chandeliers of gold and crystal that hang from the cavern ceiling, which warmly reflects off the gleaming walls and the floor. At the center of the room is a huge rectangular dice tiled in a dizzying pattern of precious metals. Thereupon rests Lux, her every claw, spine, and talon dripping with wealth. 
Such an uncountable profusion of necklaces, amulets, bracelets, and rings adorn Lux's royal body that from a distance she could pass as a gold dragon. Just to give you an idea for size capacity, she is gargantuan. You guys are small and medium. Her claws are about the same size as my hand is to your miniatures. Oh no. Oh no, I hate it. So not only does Mercer feel small, <laughs> Mercer just, like, his jaw drops because of the amount of gold and shininess that is on her. Like, he has lost all manners and he's just like, Esther is terrified and, like, completely enamored at the same time. Uh, okay. She's like, oh my god, you're so beautiful. So the floor below the dice is busy with dignitaries and attendants of many races from islands across the Great Sea, all mingling with each other as they curry favors and make connections. In addition to Lux, three red dragons occupy different corners of the lair, high-ranking members of Lux's court. Scattered around the edges of the chamber are life-sized statues. On closer inspection, these actually appear to be creatures perfectly preserved in amber. Many of them bear expressions of fear or horror. Most are animals, such as dolphins or antelopes, but there are several preserved humanoids near Lux, all quite dead. Passing here and there are servants bearing great platters, heaping with roasted haunches of exotic animals and other strange delicacies. One platter appears to hold the remains of a well-done unicorn. No sooner than when you arrive, than Aurora goes to meet with Lux, ostensibly reporting to her mother on the recent campaign against Black Rift. As she walks away from you, she utters under her breath, The word is Torchbearer. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.